we're screwing things up. Can you guys hear me this time? Just say yes. If anybody's there, they can comment. You let me know that you can hear me, and we can go from there. By the way, I love this, like, fisheye angle on me. Anybody want to? Great. Fantastic. So here's what happened when I tried to start the last podcast. My phone, a little, a little warning came up on my phone, and they're like, Twitter is listening in on you right now, and it automatically muted Twitter. God bless my phone uh, and Google for fighting, I guess. It's an Android phone. Uh, for stopping the audio from recording on Twitter automatically, but it went to record audio and you couldn't hear me. So anyway, let's do this again. Nothing like me talking at myself for 10 minutes with nobody paying attention or being able to hear me. I must just look like a slob talking to myself. That's what I look like all the time anyway. All right. Welcome to the No Things Considered podcast. Today, I decided to dual record it. We're going to go live on Twitter, but you can also see the podcast or find the podcast rather on uh, YouTube on iTunes, on uh, not Sirius, that's the one thing it's not on, on uh, uh, Spotify, on Radio.com, and on iHeartRadio. You can find the podcast in all of those places. And of course, here now on Twitter, so that you guys can pay attention, and you can get in on the conversation. That's what I figured I'd change things up a little bit. I'd love to hear what's going on with you guys. What's going on, Gabe? So I'd love to have the back and forth conversation. We're going to add that in to the podcast now. The Being able to answer your questions, I'll read them. You can be a part of the podcast with me on all of these things. And by the way, uh, I have a new article. You can also see me itch my nose on this, which is fantastic. Um, I have a new article coming out tomorrow in the Washington Times. And one of the topics we're going to talk about in a bit, how uh, there's a, a professor in Rhode Island who wrote a book about how, or a chapter in a book about how Tom Brady is only famous because of white nationalism, which is kind of, kind of fantastic. And of course, I railed all over that. So that is coming out tomorrow. Uh, online in the Washington Times, in the print edition on Wednesday. So that being said, let's talk about all the things that are happening in politics this week. I'm glad to have you guys with me here on the No Things Considered podcast. Let's start with Biden and Ukraine. How in the hell has this Joe Biden video where he's bragging about extorting the Ukraine for a billion dollars to get rid of their top prosecutor not been played at least one time on most of the major media networks? They showed it on Fox News. But this is a big deal. Could you imagine... Mike Pence, we'll just say vice president for vice president, Mike Pence doing the exact same thing and bragging about getting someone fired. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Oh, thanks. Somebody, uh, thank you, uh, Laurie, for saying that I should periscope more. So I will. Um, I hate my look, though, in the camera, so it's a whole thing. But it's crazy to me that this is allowed to go on and we're not questioning. We're not allowed to, to, questioning, to question the... Uh, what Biden was up to and what this prosecutor did. There was a talking point that came out on Sunday uh, through Anderson Cooper, through Jake Tapper, all the same character, through Jake Tapper on CNN, where they were like, oh, we knew this guy was corrupt the entire time. Did we? Because I didn't know he was corrupt, and I've been involved in politics for a very long time. Uh, Most people who were watching knew that he wasn't corrupt or, or didn't know that he was corrupt, didn't know this talking point. And, and suddenly, Joe Biden is bragging about getting rid of him. They never explained why they got rid of him. They never explained what the corruption was and what he did or what he didn't do. They just said they got rid of him. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, well, say audio and video is awful. Listen, I can't, I can't win. We'll figure it out eventually here. So just listen. Maybe just don't look at my face, which is fine with me. And just listen to the podcast. Listen along. That's, that's one way to do it, right? We can do it that way. Um, I just don't understand, and and I don't get it at all, 
how this extortion story hasn't been a bigger deal for Joe Biden. I do believe it's the end of his campaign, by the way, because they are not prepared to take on this at all. They're not prepared for uh, this attack from Donald Trump. They thought they were going to coast along easily with their Democratic colleagues uh, and and easily get the nomination, but it's not going to work out so well for him. And speaking about his Democratic colleagues, and uh, this is something that I got to before I realized the audio was off last time. And by the way, I promise we will work on this audio video uh, working together. Uh, feel free to download the video and then edit the audio to match my mouth uh, later on, guys. But Or listen to it on nothingsconsidered.com. You can go take a look at it. Uh, it's amazing to me that Kamala Harris, of course they're going to try to slander the Ukrainian prosecutor, and he's not going to be around to you know talk about it. And they're going to be like, well, you can't believe him. You can't believe what the Ukrainian prosecutor did. This Kamala Harris thing, so she suddenly is against investigations. She's against investigating Hillary for her email. She's against uh, taking a look at Biden for this extortion story and what he got out of it uh, because of uh, what his son got out of it uh, in China and in the Ukraine. Suddenly she's against prosecution and investigation after she spent her entire career locking up poor black people in California and uh, less fortunate people just in general for minor drug charges. She bragged about that. She loved that shit back in the day. But now... Now that she's a candidate for president, it's suddenly like, whoa, whoa, why would we want to investigate Hillary Clinton? Why would we want to investigate Joe Biden? Oh, because they're your buddies in the Democratic Party, right? I mean, she's she literally set records for locking up people for minor drug charges, uh, minor drug charges, by the way, that she herself violated later on when she claimed to be smoking weed uh, in college and when it was illegal. She bragged about that stuff, but suddenly she doesn't want to investigate anything when it's her people we're not supposed to investigate. Don't don't look over here. Not my people, but we'll lock up poor people. This is why uh, Donald Trump, I believe his numbers are going to go up with minority communities, especially if Kamala Harris is the nominee for the Democrats. She won't be, though. I, I'm certain it's going to be Elizabeth Warren at this point. Donald Trump saying about Joe Biden that he thinks he lost his fastball a couple of weeks ago, and I think that's 100% correct. It's just unbelievable. Do you think the Hillary media tour this weekend was to distract from Biden Ukraine, uh, Gabe asks? No, I think it's already planned, uh, but it's just, I, I can't get over it. Like she she knows that she's got trouble coming because the State Department, oh, do I think she's going to run, Gabe? That's a good question. By the way, I'm reading questions. If you're listening to the podcast now, I'm reading live questions from people who are watching live on Twitter. I have... I have a chip on the board when I'm betting who's going to be the nominee. I think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren, but I've got one chip on Hillary Clinton. I've always kept one chip on the board on Hillary Clinton and coming in during the, the convention in a last-minute push. I think she loses again, but I am pretty certain we're not finished with her yet, and that's why she's still around in the media. And that's why the State Department... Uh, needs to settle this issue with her emails and actually take a look at what happened there. They let that go pretty easy, didn't they? They let it go pretty easy. So with uh, Biden, Ukraine, we've got Hillary, we've got Kamala. I want to talk about, I went to ICE protests last weekend. I was in Aurora, Colorado, and I got to hang out with ICE protesters. Not on the not on the pro-ICE side, I was on the anti-ICE side, not protesting with them, but just talking with them. I wanted to learn about what they know and, and what what they think they're protesting for. And I got to tell you, there was no Antifa at this protest. It was just regular people uh, that were out that didn't like an ICE facility in Aurora, Colorado that is privately run, probably the uh, the best run 
uh, detention center in the country because it's not the government doing it, it's a private contractor doing it. So it's probably much higher quality of, of living for the people there. In fact, I, I'm pretty certain it is. But here's the thing. I talked to these protesters and they're out in the streets and I'm asking them why they're protesting. And they were like, it's terrible that we separate children from their families. And I go, okay, well, didn't Obama do it? Didn't Obama set up that policy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, how long has this facility been here in Aurora, Colorado? And oddly, for it being a private, privately run facility and detention center in Aurora, Colorado, it's been around for something like 30 years. And they never protested it before last weekend. And I said, why, why did you never protest it? I thought you guys really cared about families. You didn't want families separated from, uh, separated from each other and kids locked in cages and all that stuff. And they were like, Trump. And I said, well, but it's the same situation. Donald Trump has, has maintained, if not made the quality of life better for the people in these facilities. And this is a privately run facility. It's not pushed by the government. They have to maintain even higher standards than the government. But they didn't understand that, and they, and they were completely misinformed, and they were out being run by other organizations who were pushing some sort of narrative that it's Donald Trump's fault, again, that uh, th these children are being separated. It was Obama's policy. Obama built the cages. And this facility in particular in Aurora, Colorado, is probably one of the best of the best, privately run, ultra clean, ultra high tech. And, and these folks are out protesting it, not knowing why they're protesting other than they don't like Donald Trump. And it's sad because the people, when I go to these protests, are uh, this one in particular, wasn't Antifa. They were truly passionate people who just cared about human beings, but they were completely misinformed. They were completely misinformed. And you're right. There's so uh, Paula Paula Fairy Dust just commented here that they were that certain people were upset when when beds were bought. I remember that it was a uh, Wayfair. The Wayfair employees went on strike because the government, the federal government, was buying beds from Wayfair, quality beds to give to kids in these facilities to upgrade the facilities while they're being overrun. And they didn't want that. That doesn't make any sense. They're protesting like human rights and people living comfortably. It blows my mind. That blows my mind. And this is another situation. These people are completely misinformed. These protesters are completely misinformed about what goes on in these facilities. They're completely misinformed because, number one, when anybody goes to jail or, or is detained for anything, you get separated from, the, the children get separated. They, the kids don't go to jail for the parents. Kids weren't brought here on their own volition. They were brought here because the parents dragged them here. And not only that, we need to verify that these kids are actually with their parents. There's human trafficking. And if it's even one child that we save, it's worth separating them for a little bit to verify whether or not it's their parents that they came over with. I don't want anyone sold into sex slavery or used as a mule or anything like that. It's disgusting. Oh, do I think, uh, here we go from uh, Gabe. If, do I think once uh, Trump is reelected, will he go after all the corruption? I think they're slowly going after it. I'd like to see someone uh, actually get charged uh with crimes because it's very evident that we've seen crimes happen we've seen collusion happen not with trump but with other people in other countries and we haven't moved forward with this stuff yet i think we are waiting for re-election for that but back to this conversation i just it troubles me that people can be manipulated so easily by talking points and i always say when i host radio when i talk to my on my radio show and uh when i fill in sorry on radio and when i talk on the podcast that you should always i mean i think i'm right but I think you should always verify what I say. I, I would never take it. I'm just a comic who is a pundit who uh, has a voice. And you should always research what I say other than with bourbon or coffee. Which, by the way, I wanted to talk about coffee today. These are not sponsors, but these are great coffees. Because when I went to Aurora, Colorado, I went up to uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I got this awesome coffee called H&S Coffee Roasters. It's a double diamond. It's a local coffee shop in, uh, I believe it's Laramie, Wyoming. But anyway... 
I got I when I travel I get coffee. Uh, that's a great place. I also got this stuff from Tupelo, Mississippi when I was in Tupelo a couple of weeks ago from Lost and Found, the classic. I collect coffee as well, but I drink the coffee. I don't go through the bourbon as quickly. Um, and I'm not sponsored by anybody. I just want to tell you guys about those two great places when I travel. But back to this protest. Look, these people love their fellow human beings. They're not out there to cause any problems. I was bothered, though, when I went to the protest and I was walking alongside and talking with a lot of the protesters who were protesting this facility that they were being harassed by a right-wing news organization, not Fox, not One America. It was another kind of like upstart. And there was a woman there who was trying to pick fights with people and was very aggressive with people who weren't being aggressive. And it was very odd because usually, and it's not even the narrative, the videos that I see are uh, left-leaning people and Antifa harassing people on the right or back and forth. But there was a, a media organization. It was a minor media organization, America something or other. I have no idea what it was. But they were harassing the left-leaning, peaceful protesters that weren't causing any problems. Look, I have no problems with people protesting. I'd like them to be more informed. I, I was upset that they weren't informed. But it's really troubling to me when either side tries to harass anyone. And, and this was the right trying to harass the left, and it really bothered me, especially a group that claimed to be some sort of, I forget what it was. It was some sort of like new America's something or other. I don't know what it was. I had never heard of them before, but they showed up and they were really being harassing to people who were literally peacefully protesting, not even swearing when they were protesting. I thought that was very interesting. They were just marching because they didn't like the facility. They were completely misinformed. And I just, I, I want people to behave better, right? Like we can get along, like people, peaceful protests are great. People like sharing their ideas. It's great. Oh, Michelle Morano says I'm clueless. Yeah, I know. You must be talking to my mom. Thanks for weighing in. But no, here's the thing. We can all get along. I really do believe that. I, I just do. I think we can, back in the day, we used to argue back and forth with each other and scream our heads off. And then we'd all go get drinks together. And we all like commune together and still be friends at the end of the day. And for some reason, that doesn't pay the bills anymore. So we have to troll each other. And I don't see the point in doing that. Have I had Blue Mountain coffee? Yes, I have. It's fantastic. Thanks for asking. Again, if you're listening to the uh, pre-recorded podcast, uh, I'm answering questions to people who are watching live at Tim Runs His Mouth on my Twitter. So yeah, no, I just, this, that, that bothers me. It, it, all of these things bother me. That's why we're talking about it. And the final topic today that I want to talk about is this amazing, amazing story about Tom Brady. There's this, pro there's this professor, Kyle Cuz, from the University of Rhode Island who wrote a book, or wrote a chapter in a book, about how the only reason that Tom Brady is popular, not because he's been MVP like four times and won like six Super Bowls and, you know, thrown for more yards and touchdowns than just about anyone in history, but because of white nationalism. He is. He's, he is. I hate to admit it, but he is the greatest of all time. He's not—I not, I don't like the Patriots. And I, I, I talk about this. I break this whole thing down, and everything that this professor says— in my new article that comes out tomorrow in the Washington Times online and in print on Wednesday. But it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable today. You got a pop-up report that I was being offensive or if I was being offensive, wow, that's amazing. I'd love for anybody to watch this. I, I very rarely say anything offensive. Um, I'm very cautious to not be offensive. Wow. But I guess, you know what? If, if my, uh, my opinion probably offends uh, snowflakey people and losers who are unemployed living in their parents' basement who have nothing better to do than report things. So anyway, the, the Tom Brady, yeah, opinions are offensive nowadays. It's unbelievable. It's so stupid. 
And I haven't, I mean, come on. I'm like the least offensive person. I'm probably the least offensive right-leaning troll on Twitter. It's, anyway, whatever. So Tom Brady was, there's this whole chapter, like a 22-page chapter in a book that breaks down the fact, forget all of his stats, forget all of his accomplishments, forget that he's married to a model, forget that he, like, his hairline is like, I mean, come on, mine, look at mine. If, if you are um, listening on the pre-recorded podcast and pointing out that I am balding. Anyway, oh, it's clinging in there. I wouldn't say balding, but it's clinging in there. That's offensive to me. I'm going to report myself as offensive. But uh, Tom Brady is only popular because he's a wh- because of white nationalism and and ma- toxic masculinity in America. And I just couldn't I couldn't get over it when I read that. I read the chapter. I did a little bit of research into it, and it was mind boggling. Number one, the, the guy used big words to try to like like he had something to prove. Like he uh, like he wanted to prove that he was smart or something. It's absolutely ridiculous. But on top of that. They linked him, of course, to Trump. And this whole 22-page chapter can be summed up as orange man bad, orange man friends bad as well. And that's what happened. So there was a little, you might remember the, the image of uh, Tom Brady. I forget if it was a Super Bowl where he had uh, the MAGA hat in his locker very prominently placed because he's friends with Trump. And so what I read essentially wasn't that Tom Brady is only popular because of white nationalism. What I read was an article from a professor that said, I don't like Tom Brady because orange man bad. And so I comment on that. I hope you guys read my article in the Washington Times tomorrow online and on in print on Wednesday. Stay strong, Patriots. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Patriots, the team. Thanks for hanging out, though. So there's all this stuff. And I want to tell you about a couple other little things before we go, because uh, I won't keep you long. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, I am on November 13th, 2019. I'm hosting the Accuracy and Media 50th Anniversary Gala, which is very, very cool. Big honor for me. Accuracy and Media, of course, has been a, a check and balance on the media for years. And if you want to get the tickets, I believe it's aim.org uh, or also just get, uh, Google Accuracy and Media. Very, very exciting. Ben Carson's going to be there. Diamond and Silk are going to be there. I'm going to make fun of everyone. I will be offensive there. It'll be a fantastic show for everybody to be a part of. I hope you can go check that out. Also, uh, you can uh, listen to me filling in for David Webb on Thursday morning from 9 to noon. And also on Fox 5 and Fox 5 Online here in D.C., I've got my new new segment called Take Tim to Work. We're doing the third one on Friday. I will tell you that I'm hanging out with a cat rescue, and I get coated in cats and I nearly get my face ripped off by one. So that's pretty fun to watch. As well as uh, I join, like it or not, on se- at 7 o'clock and 11.30 with Jim Lokay on The Final Five on Fox 5 here in D.C. So lots of work, lots of things in places where you can see me. I want to thank you guys for joining in today. I can't believe that, fa- that Twitter asked if this was offensive. Like, what the hell? Like, who's, like is somebody in Twitter HQ watching this going like, ooh, well, he's talking about you know toxic masculinity and he's claiming that Joe Biden actually might have done something wrong. We better ask people if it's offensive to them. Ooh. Anyway, this has been the No Things Considered podcast. I'm glad that we could do it live. I'm glad you guys tuned in to watch. I think we're going to do this. uh, You know what? I'm thinking about doing one every day or every couple of days. I get very busy during the day, believe it or not, for me not really doing much. Maybe I should get to the gym as part of that busyness because I feel a little out of shape here. A lot of bourbon, a lot of coffee, not a lot of gym adds up. And oh man, I have to mention this. Uh, I'm filming, before I go, I'm filming 
uh, doing a Take Tim to Work Day, the coolest segment I think I will ever do with these Take Tim to Work Days. There's a restaurant that named their nachos after me, um, which speaks to my weight at the moment. But they uh, named their brisket nachos after me at a place called Texas Barbecue and Ribs. And the cool thing about this, it's in the middle of nowhere in a place called Clinton, Maryland. And they, uh, they're a place where basically every, every flight crew from Air Force One has ever gone there. They're over by Joint Base Andrews. And that's their big business is all of these military guys. So they have all these old Air Force guys and all these incredible pilots who have like served our country that show up regularly there. And they've been going there for 20 years. An incredible story. I'm excited to bring it to you guys. And uh, the nachos are, I, I've had a lot of honors in my life, but nachos being named after me doesn't get better than that. I can't lie to you guys. But, uh, oh, man, I didn't know about that. I did uh, By the way, this is a, a comment from Cookie Carl. Didn't Tom Brady ask Antonio Brown to stay with him to get his life together? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, guys, uh, tune into all these things. You can find my stuff all over the place. Um, oh, they're called the, I think we're going to change it to the Tim Runs His Mouth Nachos, but right now they're called Tim's Nachos. But I like Tim Runs His Mouth Nachos. Um, thank you for the compliment for doing great Twitter work. You guys can check out the podcast at nothingsconsidered.com. It's going to sound just like this, spoiler alert, but also, uh, subscribe in all of those places. It's been fantastic hanging out with you guys. Whoever thought this was offensive, burn in hell. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for watching. And, uh, thanks for all of your support through all the years.